I think we're live. Are we live? We're live. Well, look at this. What a what a reunion. We've got Bob and Zip, Spike and Joe. And also to come on the show, uh, Sean Alexander and a certified public accountant who's helping work with my uh, friend Marks uh, trying to rejoin the IRS strategy. Other topics. Spike wants to talk about the Chinese weather balloon. Downtown Joe wants to talk about chat. G, is it GTP, Joe? G, GPT, I think. Okay. Do you know what that stands for? Gonna probably terminate a lot of jobs. Uh, I don't know. Like that. Gonna yeah. probably terminate you. Yeah. Got, pe- got people talking. Yeah, got, <laughs> got people, people talking. talking. Uh, uh, it is kind of, yeah. and I'm sure your webmaster, uh, David, because I think he's the guy who showed it to me first. It's some kind of, I think protocol is like general protocol technology or something like that. Got it. And I have two rants. Uh, one is very positive The Power of Love. You remember that Huey Lewis song? Uh, I do indeed. I, I maintain uh, that we need more and more love in the world and less and less of this lizard brain divisiveness. We'll talk about that. And then I will lizard brain divide you with my talk about electric vehicles. So it's all coming. All right. We get started today with probably the biggest news story in a long time. Which has just popped like a balloon, and that is the <laughs> the China the Chinese weather balloon, which mysteriously appeared over, I believe, the Aleutian Islands in the Alaskan area, and then was spotted over Montana, and basically tracked by the ever vigilant U.S. government until it was finally shot down. A decision was made to shoot it down over water so that the debris field would not hurt people. Uh, Some people have ridiculed that. Other people have noted that the debris field is seven miles long. And other people, some people are saying that it's much ado about nothing, that we spy constantly, uh, countries spy. In fact, there was a cartoon called Spy versus Spy from Mad (laughs) Magazine, if you all remember that. Um, Do you remember the one thing that differentiated the good spy from the bad spy? Race. The color. The color. Yeah. <laughs> Race, color, gender. Well, there was a black spy and a white spy. And then- Race baiting. Race baiting from Mad Magazine. Yeah. yeah. There's cowboys. There's black hats and white hats. There's always going to be, you know. That's right. A, that's right. You got your good and your evil. Home team wears white. Rizzy team wears dark. Yep. Do you know who originated that cartoon and what the point of the cartoon was? There was actually a, a Wikipedia page on it. I know that it was a Mad Magazine. Uh, it was right. Mad Magazine. That they're both morons. Zip, you take a guess. That's you're true. Be better no. <laughs> uh, I no believe clue. I control the board, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm not going to look up the Wikipedia page because that I'd just be reading from Wikipedia, which is something my son makes fun of all the time. Uh, it was written by a, a very famous, uh, originated by a very famous writer guy, who wanted it to be a commentary, uh, commentary on the stupidity of Cold War, which I believe is why this Chinese weather balloon should have a black balloon and a white balloon right next to each other, because this is, we're hearing the term Cold War uh, work its way into official government narratives. And um, 
I always feel like the United States loves war. Like we have to be in war. Military industrial complex is a huge part of our economy. And, you know, when we got out of Afghanistan, I was like, well, we must have another war lined up. And there was there was Ukraine waiting in the wing. Yeah. And so uh, when this Chinese weather balloon first appeared, I thought, did the onion take over all of the three major national networks? (laughs) How could this even be a story? Um, And what kind of information is a weather balloon going to get when you've got satellites? And actually, the biggest Chinese spying device of all time, you all know what it is. TikTok. Mm. That joke made it in the Saturday Night Live. That joke made it in the Bill Mars monologue. But that that is because there's truth in humor. TikTok. Who has TikTok <laughs> out of this group? Nobody. Am has. I muted? Did you mute me? No, you're on. We're <laughs> okay, all hearing you. Okay. Yeah, Did you, you miss me saying TikTok? <laughs> you missed all of it. What What did we miss? Did, what can you hear me? I hear we you responded TikTok. Yeah, I oh. said we all said TikTok. I said Bill Maher had TikTok in his monologue as the biggest yeah. spy. So did Saturday Night Live, and everyone else too, because TikTok yeah. is. Um, do, 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 zip, how do you feel about t- TikTok? Do you know what it is? Yeah, besides the sixty minutes <laughs> yes, theme that you used to know what it is in between Je- uh, Jeopardy yeah, and. Oh, come on, come on. We have of a little I internet don't. delay going Do on. Do I so partake that's why in it? Not really, but... You don't partake now. But what is TikTok? Let's see, let's see, uh, this is, this is... Ask an elderly know, person. What is it, five what is or TikTok? six second loops? It's a uh, platform longer. where people share short videos. Yeah. It's like, the, it's like the video Twitter, only it's incredibly addicting and powerful because it learns your likes and dislikes... And knows how to. And by the way, everybody's trying to duplicate it. Uh, Instagram, Facebook's little videos. Everybody's trying to uh, become what YouTube TikTok shorts. Is. I think they call them. Yeah. Now the issue with TikTok is that it's a Chinese company, and I'm not sure what else other than they could find out who likes cats playing the piano and monkeys throwing poop or whatever. We'll never win another international dance competition ever. <laughs> That's well, right. They're they're stealing all our moves. Well, TikTok is the Trojan horse in theory. I mean, you're 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 being amused by TikTok, but who knows what's going on with that app behind the scenes? I mean, yeah. they could be digging into your stuff. It's not well, the it's not the cats and the monkeys and everything they want to know about. It's the it's the you know your bank accounts and uh, maybe who buys yep. guns and who doesn't and and things like that. In mm. theory, I'm not saying I buy that, but that's uh, that's the theory. Well, just like Amazon bought the robot the robot uh, vacuums so they could map out your house. We live in an information <laughs> age where every little and and just like Facebook asks you if you had to be stranded on a desert island with one toothpaste, which toothpaste would you pay? You know, it, it, all of it is research, <laughs> all of it is data. But why do we, I mean, we've all given up, don't we? We don't care about being spied on, do we? And what was, what's the worst thing that could have happened? The Chinese would make better products because they know what we want? Well, I don't know. I'm starting to tighten, thinking about tightening up the reins on my personal information a little. And I have okay. uh, been very loose with it uh, for a long time. Like but it is starting years, yeah. to concern me. 
But first, I want to address this weather balloon. You're the only guy I've heard call it a weather balloon. It doesn't sound nearly as much fun. I like spy balloon. You know, that's it. Yeah. And I think that's why it became the story that it became. Chinese spy balloon. If they'd said spy, Chinese weather balloon, we'd have all stopped watching days ago. But it's a spy balloon that was going across the country. And, and then uh, we had to shoot it down. I don't think we would have shot down a weather balloon. You think no. we would have? I, 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 the Chinese say it was a weather. It was the Chinese had a, a funny way of saying it. They said it was a, it was a balloon primarily used for weather, right? Not spying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, in our country, of course, we're split between the do nothings and the do too muches, as we always are. The should have shot it down right away, and uh, you know, the glad we shot it down when we did, just like uh, COVID. Um, here's the thing. Why is it even a news story? Why do we care? Uh, anybody take that one? Well, the sovereignty of our airspace is pretty important. Why? The fact, why? Yeah. Because, yeah. Because, well, because if we, if we do have military capabilities that we want to make sure are as capable for their intended purposes, we probably want to keep their whereabouts and their capabilities as secret as possible. Should we shoot down every satellite that goes overhead? No, and I know that they three years ago they launched a satellite that can see the dimples on a golf ball. They did that to know when they're true. They did that to know when Trump was cheating in a game with G, with Ping, Xi Jinping. Yeah, um, they they got nothing from that satellite that than they could have gotten and are getting from the satellites they launched that are up there now, hmm. right? But what they wanted to show was that they could do what they wanted to fucking do when we weren't doing about it. You know that. It's, it's the argument. Swinging. It's a good argument. I mean, I, yeah. I, it, it's Chinese dick swinging and U.S. dick swinging. And we've never lost a competition there, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm <laughs> Captain Stereotype. Glad to be with you. <laughs> Captain Stereotype. Uh, Joe, what's your thought on that? Well, my thought is, you know, I think there's a lot of these balloons out there. And I think the reason we chose to pay attention to this is somebody actually happened to spot it. It got on TikTok or whatever. It went viral, and then it's like, okay, we're going to have to deal with this one. Um, I, I'm sure that it's probably happens a lot. Uh, I don't necessarily buy that it just got off course. I think the Chinese are, you know, they're pretty good at uh, uh, at keeping things on course. Small um, motors, yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I don't I, – in the new year, when I sit there on January 1st, I go, okay – what is going to happen this year that you couldn't even make up if you tried? Because every year it's like, oh, global pandemic. I would have never put my money on that one. Shoot, um, yeah. this, that pool uh, is know, much easier. Who's going to die is much easier to figure out than all. Yeah, of this stuff. yeah, but uh, you know, I would have never thought that potentially we're starting a war over a balloon. That just never uh, crossed my mind. But I will say, if you want to retaliate, uh, at least. I don't know whatever happened to that big Trump balloon that they were flying over London a few years ago. You fly that sucker over China, and I think you'd see some people uh, freaking out a little bit uh, just to give them a, give them a rise. Uh, it was a bit of, of a do about nothing. I mean, and I very sadly, if you want a, a, a true news story, we have, you know, over 2,000 people have perished in the last 24 hours from an earthquake, but that mm -hmm. doesn't even get on the uh, – on the top news as much as the Chinese spy balloon 
or, you know, some of these uh, political maneuverings that are going on, which is very sad to me. Uh, I don't want to start a war, but I think you're right, Bob, that the uh, not only America, but all industrialized nations uh, tend to, if things are slumping too much, um, they will tend to push that way. And I swear, I see our media already. You know, the story before this balloon even popped up was, we're going to be with war in China in 2025, says some expert. That's a headline everywhere. Three days later, oh, there's a Chinese balloon above us. You know, you know what's, what's next? It's like, you know, this. Uh, don't go to any uh, restaurants, any Chinese buffet restaurants. You know, the, they're putting, the, you thought the MSG was bad. Wait till you, what they might start putting. I mean, well, and there's, and there's subliminal government messages in the fortune cookies. Yes, yes. And I hate that because I, I hate it because I live around a lot of Chinese people uh, and a lot of, you know, people of all races. Asian, and I Asian descent. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I feel bad when you start to kind of ostracize a nation, be it China or be it Iran or be it anywhere. Now my students and my friends, I have to, you know, uh, you know, I have, to, I, they must feel bad to be a Chinese person who's lived here maybe for five generations yet if we start having conflicts with china they're going to be thought of and looked at differently in in the community here which i that's think a, is that's a really so, uh hold on a sec joe that's a really beautiful uh observation that i ties in with my all we need is love thing we uh we keep making the mistake of thinking the united states is this you know, isolated thing and everybody else is our, our enemy. We're competitors, but we, we, we view everybody else as, as an enemy, forgetting that we are a melting pot of everybody else. So that was beautifully said. It's got to be challenging for you as a teacher in a very diverse school, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, every, as a teacher, everything that comes up, especially when you're teaching media. It's like, you know, this morning, if you listen to our newscasts, you're hearing about an earthquake, you're hearing about, uh, the spy balloon, you're hearing about weather colder than since the ice age. And I know you've been to the top of Mount Washington. Uh, is that in, is that Vermont or where is that? Uh, it's in New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Minus yeah. uh, 100 degrees wind chill. It's just unbelievable stuff. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. of all those stories, which one takes importance? Well, The one that you can attach a Chinese takeout to go-karton to and make a <laughs> fantastic Facebook meme out of it. Oh, is, I agree. Is the and one I that said, goes viral. I said, you know. You, you, you've seen the German spy balloon, right? You've seen that. No, no, what's that yeah. Yeah. Oh, they got this big, uh, this big, uh, like, beer stein inflatable balloon from a balloon festival. Sure. German spy plane spotted. You know, yeah. and, and we need that comic relief. And I think that is one of the keys of comedy is you can take a serious thing. Okay, uh, we can either go the angle of Armageddon or we can try to make a joke out of this. And, and I said uh, that I think Chinese spy balloon would make a great rock band name. And that's just, you know, it's something that, you know, and then that got shared all over just five words. Yeah. But because it's. You're making light of something that people do have a little trepidation and fear about. Um, well, you're, you're so, popping that balloon and you're giving people relief. Um, I, I opened Friday's afternoon show with Up, Up and Away, My Chinese Spy, My Chinese Spy <laughs> Balloon. Yeah. Should yeah. we shoot it down, the Chinese Spy Balloon? <laughs> the information that they found with their Chinese Spy <laughs> Balloon. Yep. <laughs> Oh, I love it. And by you the way, it, you got you're right, old, Joe. You got to make fun. In the old days, when the news cycle would go for a month or so, we'd quickly make a song, Chinese Spy Balloon. It would be huge. If we make Chinese Spy Balloon today, 
In two days, it will be superseded by another. <laughs> That's it. Ninety-nine so, spy balloons. What's that? Uh, <laughs> we, could do, we could do a few. We could do a whole uh, spy balloon series. So, uh, so most of you, I was curious what everybody would. When you do a poll of four people and each person represents twenty-five percent of the population, and no one thinks it's serious, uh, it just feels like we're being played. Um, spy versus spy, all governments spy on each other. In fact, I've seen that disclaimer in big news stories about this and articles. Well, of course, we're always spying. But it's a balloon. It's a balloon. And it's a really cool visual. And it's going across the sky. And also, it's got this drama of, you know, I swear some of the news departments went, uh, should we even bother covering this? Is it going to be four days before they can shoot it down? That's a storyline and that's ratings, right? When that story we, broke, and I can tell you almost exactly what it would have been about on the Pacific Coast, one. Uh, 130 or so because my student in the afternoons getting the news together and she brings me the story and says this just came over should should we leave with this or what and and i didn't think that much about it i had to think about it i said well i'm not sure how big of a deal that is but yeah that's brand new news i would get it out there and now i tell her she's the one who broke the story of the chinese spy balloon where i wasn't even sure it that it was there was a story hmm. what it is though that scares me is um we st we're starting to act like somebody who's looking for an excuse to break their lease because we owe the yes. Chinese uh, how much money? Uh, it's in the hundreds of billions, I think. Um, and like we would love an excuse to say, we're not waiter, paying you. Wa waiter, there's a spy balloon in my soup. I can't <laughs> yes, exactly. for this meal. We're not yeah. paying our bill. You know, this sucks. And I'm wondering if that's why we're outwardly starting to get a little, uh, a little squirrely with China because. If you if you go to war with somebody or even have a cold war, then you might get justify not paying your bills. And we All right, have well, you, you bring up an excellent point, Joe. And uh, I don't think literally uh, what you're saying is true, but I think I'm on a podcast. I'll I'll do it somewhere else. Okay, but like you keep. Going. That's why I'm mobile. I'm mobile. <laughs> Someone needs. I got kicked studio. out of the studio. That's okay. I love it. Um, there are only 400 more to choose from. Wish me luck. <laughs> You'll find one. <laughs> Uh, Joe, the uh, let's see. By the way, are there there are people viewing us? We haven't said hi to any of them. Uh, Dave, if you want to throw up any of those comments, feel free. Uh, I'll I'll throw up this first one from uh, Martin. The balloon is the perfect weapon. It's slow, low radar pattern. Doesn't look dangerous. Send them repeatedly before an attack with them. They're like hobbits, one at a time. They're easy. But when thirteen of them show up, you're fucked. <laughs> all right uh if you want to text us at any time uh david will be throwing some of these texts up uh joe you know, joe brought up a good joe brought up a good point about the fact that had no one seen it like the general public spotted it i think it probably would have total different situation as far as you know the conspiracy theorists and whatnot and as far as our obligations to China, I think you've zeroed in, Joe, on exactly what it is. We have a business relationship with China. We're trying to do more manufacturing at home. We're trying to keep companies from leaving. We're trying to instill this 
form of patriotism, if you will, uh, that the U.S. is better. Um, at the same time, our whole standard of living and our, you know, I mean, for years we used China as our slave labor to build our iPhones, to make our clothing, to do the things because it was cheaper to pay them poor wages in factories without safety or not having health care uh, to maintain our standard of living. And now China is, you know, inevitably growing and industrializing and the population. And we don't want to think that, uh, what are they? Are they communist, Spike? Yes. I know you're in talk radio, so you know who's commies and yes. who's not, right? The, the, yeah, they're a communist government. <laughs> yeah. And they're totalitarian, which means one guy controls everything. Uh, what's his name? Jing Pi or whatever it is? Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping. Got it. Hi, Jody. Xi Jinping. And we don't like to believe that such a society uh, is as good as ours, which I think is kind of arrogant of us uh, in a way, because there's there's various different kinds of societies. And if we believe in freedom, doesn't that also mean sort of a. What's the Star Trek thing? The non-interference policy that Star Trek. Prime directive. The prime directive. Or. As some people say, is it our job to make everybody democratic like us? And if they're not, they're inherently bad and we have to force them by whatever means possible, usually economic, uh, to be more like us. Zip. You're talking way too much. I was just thinking that. No, no. You remember George Gregory, right? The sax player, he married a Chinese woman. Yes, yes. They state controlled media there is unbelievable. In fact, Mm -hmm. I guess the uh, uh, internet, uh, Facebook there is called WeChat or something like that. And it's Mm -hmm. unbelievably iron fisted and controlled by the state in general. Is Elon Musk there or is it some other iron fisted person? (laughs) I I was going to make an Iran, but I'm not doing that. Iran. Um, <laughs> Iran Musk, mm. um, by iron fisted, I, I know what that means and I'm not making light of it. You can't speak negative about the government or you might get arrested. Right. You, you know, you might get, go away forever. Yeah. Same way in Russia. That's the one thing we have against totalitarian governments, uh, that we say we've got free speech sort of, uh, we just cancel people after they speak. Um, and, and the other way that we don't pay our bills in China, Joe, which is really something you said that I really want to lock in on, is one of the ways we don't pay our bills is with inflation. We, uh, you know, as inflation goes up, oh, what did we owe you back then? Huh? You know, <laughs> oops. I mean, inflation doesn't just kill mine and Zip's 401k and make it, you know, worth 50 cents on the dollar over the course of four or five years. Uh, but it also makes your old debts comparatively smaller. So uh, what's going on right now to me feels like an economic war uh, that's probably the result of all the disruption from COVID and uh, boredom. We need someone to be angry at and fight. I had a co-host teach me about petroeconomics on last Friday. Okay. And he said that's why that's why Russia started the war with Ukraine. It wasn't to uh, reclaim Russian territory or reclaim Russian glory. It wasn't about Putin reestablishing his legacy before he dies. It was about uh, disruption and then control of the global petroleum market. And he made great points. He's spot on. Boy, it's I always tol- about money. I totally love that because um, 
and I don't love it, but I love that he zeroed in on that because we said when our sanctions happened, we would cripple Russia, we'd bring them to their knees, and they would be our economy would be destroyed. And what they did is it created a scarcity of supply that allowed them mm-hmm. to raise prices, and Russia's economy is going gangbusters because of the war. And ours, we seem to be headed for a soft landing when our parachute wasn't opening before. Uh, you can read lots of different analysis, but the bottom line is war is always good business. The only thing I really wish is there was a Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young for young people today because they're so busy on TikTok. Yeah, Bad Bunny doesn't care about the future. He can't yeah. write a fucking protest song. That's the right. hell. Come on, dude. <laughs> You're so worried about that slapping that ass. You can't save the next generation from tyranny and evil. Mm-hmm. As long as fascism's got a nice ass and a nice rack, you don't care. You don't mind. Are you trying Come to pump them into action, Spike? Yes, I want. I want action. I want it now. All right. Where's the clash when we need them? All right. Next topic. We oh, have... before you move off, before yeah. you move off of the balloon, okay? Okay. The reason I wanted to bring up the balloon story was it's our state of politics. We're we're always first with the wrong answer we would just race to the be the first one with the wrong freaking answer you know it, it, it's how many shoot down the balloons how many biden is weak this never would have happened under president trump trump's out there shoot down the balloon shoot period the period balloon period right it happened three times during trump's administration there were three different instances exactly Same like thing. what we just sure. witnessed and nobody said a word did i hear he also got divorced and cheated on his wife with a porn star i, I there's all these things that yeah. i don't know why they're not in the mainstream media no, i'm kidding well it's um, i don't have trump derangements and this isn't about trump this is okay. about the fact that you know like we give a rat's patootie what marjorie trailer park green says but that was the lead news on friday shoot it down you know why do we have to rush so we that we, we look for reasons to, to, to blame somebody else blame the other side and both sides do it both i know both sides do it but we, our, our rush to to find blame in others politically is more important than any kind of effort toward solving the greater good for the people that elected you. And it was never more on love. display than this this I, last yeah this last week. I'd love to get the love display. next, but love just doesn't do get clicks now. the way uh, <laughs> danger does. Then yeah. So we have we have two guests to bring on. Uh, I'm not sure all of you have uh, Joe. You might not be aware of this story, but there's a, a guy who does some. Uh, handyman type work for me that I met out here. And I always become friends with um, electricians, carpenters. I've always been friends with uh, trade workers uh, and just people who people who aren't glamorous and do the uh, the jobs that I don't want to do. You know, they say the, the jobs Americans <laughs> don't want to do, like picking my lettuce. But it, right. literally, when you look at all the work people do, I don't want to do any of it, to be honest with you. Zip is yeah. laughing. You, you, know. you were going to build your own chicken coop till that guy crept across the border <laughs> right. and took the job from you. Yeah, that's so, really the true story. So anyway, I met this guy, Mark, and I just liked something about him. And so, um, and over the course of a few months, I mean, I could tell he was poor. He didn't have dough. Uh, he had a bunch of other things going on. He had to take care of his mom who is, um, you know, has dementia. And he was, when you see someone who literally devotes their whole life to the care of an elder, you start to get a sense that they're a pretty good person. And, um, and then when you see they don't have any dough, like when we would go to Africa, I would go, how could these people be happy? There's no Wi-Fi. (laughs) (laughs) And you would see families happy. You know what I'm saying? So, 
Oh, so yeah. Anyway, I got to know Mark, and one day, you know, we were sitting shooting the shit, and one day he told me that, you know, he's really living hand to mouth. And it wasn't the usual, like, so I need you to pay me more kind of way. It was just like he was being a really good guy. And he said, um, and he would frequently not charge enough. He would, I would go, well, what do I owe you for that? And he would go, well, this much. And I would go, no, that's not enough. And I would give him more. And sometimes when I do that, people go, ah, oh, rich guy. And then they come back and double their price. You know, you really should check your wiring in the chicken coop, too. I just don't want to that to burn down. Anyway, so this, be is, awful. this is just background information. And I just started to like the guy. And anyway, we started having this conversation. And he said, he said, yeah, I, uh, and, and it was one weird thing about him is I could only pay him in cash. Or if I gave him a check, he had to take the check down to a local check cashing place. You ever known anybody like this? And the check cashing place, I think, takes eight and a half percent. And it, yeah, it varies, but yeah, there's one on every corner. There is. <laughs> and you live in Worcester. You've seen them, Zeb. And and I I started <laughs> exactly. to get the sense that. And by the way, I work because I don't I, I don't know him that well. I was like, oh, has he got um, you know, is he in trouble or is he hiding from something? I I didn't know. He seems like such a nice. Like, go with your gut if someone seems really nice. And usually, they actually are nice. So we're sitting one day, and, and he says, yeah, he says, I've been off the grid for a while because I got really freaked out by the IRS. And the IRS had sent him, and previous listeners of the podcast may remember the story, so I'll keep it brief. One year, they made a law about bartenders having to pay tips, and they estimated the tips he'd made over, I guess, several years, and they said he owed $10,000. And a guy like him, who, you know, is pretty hand-to-mouth. Raise your hand if you've ever been hand-to-mouth on this show. I've been hand-to-mouth. Spike, you've been hand-to-mouth? Joe, last week. Yeah. I got to admit, I've had a pretty cushy ride. (laughs) Okay. I I mean, I've maybe for a a day I've been hand-to-mouth. Yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah, I haven't had it too bad. No, really poor where the day you get your paycheck, you spend most of it, and then you're bumming food from somebody. I've been that poor. Early, early radio days, early before radio, part time. Anyway, he said, I, I, I got I got just enough gas to get home. And, I, and the story started to come out that he hadn't since then. The IRS freaked him out because there's no way he could come up with the money. And they represent the ultimate authority. And so he hadn't filed taxes since then. And yet he continues to work and they pull money out of his paycheck. But he never files because he feels. He has this big sword of Damocles hanging over his head. And so we brought on Sean Alexander. And Sean, uh, well, Sean gave me the disclaimer that as a real estate attorney, he can give general advice, but we don't give <laughs> legal advice. But we still uh, will point you in the right direction. And where did we send him, Sean? We sent him to essentially. A CPA. I think that was the advice is go see a CPA and we'll get you set up. Yes. And initially to set up a social security account so he can get records of what he has. And then we had talked about writing to the IRS and we had talked about uh, filing a thing called a offer. Is it offer in compromise? Offer in compromise. Okay. So we got all of that. And due to the magic of group community spirit and part of the all you need is love philosophy one of our listener viewers emailed us who happens to be 
an accountant, and we're going to welcome him now. Jerry, uh, Jeremy, the tax guy, because you're the tax guy. Yeah, <laughs> tax guy. You All deserve right. better, Jeremy. I'm so sorry that happened <laughs> yeah. to you. Spike will sing you a song before we get through this. Uh, you got to unmute your microphone, Jerry. There's a little line through it. Anyway, what Jeremy said was uh, that Sean and I were going somewhat in the right direction, but he had uh, some more details on how to. Uh... And by the way, Mark is Mark just got the notice from Social Security. We set up his Social Security account, but there was no way to verify it. Hey guys, he, yeah, you gotta uh, go. Would you mind if? Uh, yeah, I gotta bail. I apologize. I appreciate the time with you guys. You got your um, Chinese balloon jokes in. You brought up yeah, Trump. Like, no one like, else yeah, would have. It's been a better day for me. <laughs> I'm spreading that hate. <laughs> Johnny Division. I'll see you in a week. Have a good show. It's great to always <laughs> great right. to have you, Spike. Thanks, guys. Okay. So uh, that makes a little more room on our page. Now there'll only be five <laughs> of us. Uh, yeah, Spike. There you go. Uh, so anyway, Jeremy, uh, you actually jumped in at just the right time because we're about to, with his Social Security webpage, we're about to be able to download and see the amount of money that was reported of him making for the last 15 years. And so, um, first off, thank you for listening and actually taking the time to respond. What should we do next? Well, um, so the first thing I would have Mark do is make sure you file as soon as possible years 2019, 20, and 21. First, the, 20 and, the 2020 and 2021 are going to get you that stimulus money that you missed out on. That's $3,800 that should have come to him if he had filed a 2019 or 2020 tax return and the government didn't know where to send it. That money should come to you. Okay. I don't know if it will because he's got this. It, it should go and it may go and pay off what he sure, owes. Sure, sure. So, but, uh, but that was, that's real good. And, and so by just having the amount of income that's in the SSA.gov website – can he approximate and maybe, you know, in good faith, um, estimate what he additionally made in cash and file a tax return for those couple of years? Can he do it real simple? He can. It it might be better if he goes on to the IRS.gov website and sets okay. up an IRS.gov account because then he can pull the transcripts that Sean Alexander was talking about last uh, last week and that account will show not only what he what he made, but what was withheld. And that withholding is due to him if he didn't make enough to owe taxes. So, you know, Jeremy, you're such a nice guy. I feel like what you're doing is the equivalent of a Boy Scout helping a little old lady across the street here. Um, when you're listening to our show, are you like, <laughs> are you like, I should call and help, or how how dumb is Bob? Or what's your thought about the average person and what they know about this stuff? Most of what my job is, is preparing taxes and then explaining what is what to my, to our clients at, in the lobby or over the phone when they go, what is this? Or uh, last week I had a I had a mom filling out a FAFSA for her daughter wanting to know where was the withholding the amount that they wrote to themselves from their Schedule C from their small business because that was her husband's income. Like, mm. no. Everything they made was your husband's income. You're not just going to get that little bit that was taken out. She couldn't find those 12 checks for $5,000 that she knew was his wages. 
Mm. No, there's a different spot for that. So, so we're, uh, I think if I understand that answer, we're all stupid, and that's why you have a job. It's all complicated. I, I joke with I joke with the clients and say we send lawmakers to D.C. and Olympia to make laws, and guess what? That's what they do. They make laws and make it all more complicated every year. So there's a joke in the industry that if you do taxes, you do taxes forever. If you stop, you don't go back because you don't know what you've forgotten for the years that you were off that you are now in trouble. You have to learn everything that you didn't know so that you know going forward. I'm making but, room in case Joe or Zip want to say anything. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm selfish. I'm just, I'm just thinking about my taxes and what I can ask Jeremy. Like, uh, for instance, <laughs> this DoorDash stuff. My daughter made a thousand bucks and she gave me her, uh, or is it a 1099 or whatever? Uh-huh. And I, it says a thousand bucks. And she said, does that mean I get a thousand bucks back from the IRS? I said, no, I think what that means is you haven't paid a cent in tax. So you're going to owe. Is that what that means? Potentially, yes. So, but that thousand dollars is the gross income that she made as a business and she gets to deduct the business miles that she drove. So all the trips that DoorDash recorded for her to show where she went. Um, so it's worth even for a thousand bucks if she's can knock of 20 something cents a mile or whatever it absolutely. is these days. Yeah. No, well, it's, it's a uh, 56 cents a mile. Wow. So, <laughs> I'm living in the 20th century on, sure. on the tax. Well, and, and, and there are different, <laughs> some businesses would re would uh, reimburse employees a different rate than the giver than the government's giving small business owners. Okay. Also, if she bought things to have for uh, her business, if she was buying uh, uh, bags or some sort of uh, uh, carrying devices that she would use to keep the, uh, keep the food warm in as she's moving around. Those are deductible. What, um, what about insurance? The, the, well, the car insurance is part of the mileage. That's all okay. calculated. Okay. There's, the okay. mileage includes gas, depreciation, and car insurance. That's why it's 56 cents a mile. Because How about things that help, that, you, that help you in your job? Like uh, like scotch. Could I deduct scotch if I go <laughs> home from a stressful day? And that really helps me become a better teacher if I have a little scotch every once in a while. Is that Actually, that technically could have been deductible on a Form 2106 on an itemized deduction until 2019 when the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act eliminated that deduction for all employees. So, oh, wow. Yes. You're a historical genius too, Jeremy. Thank you. And you, and you're not have a this... genius. I have to know these things yeah, because right. I get clients that go, "Why can't I do this now?" <laughs> and, and and I always blame the politician that they don't like because mm. it, it, it's everyone's fault. You know? Well, you're kind and very much like Sean. So let's get back to Mark now. So, yeah. uh, so what we were doing with the SSA.gov, which is how you set up your Social Security website, which everyone should do, by the way, because you can see what you. Fascinating to see what you made throughout your life, by the way. Uh, and there's a record of everything. Uh, um, is there a same type of website for the IRS? And is it just IRS.gov? Yes, IRS.gov. And, you're, and he's going to set up an individual account. Okay. And so um, they do uh, uh, verify uh, uh, via the phone with an ID me. So they take a, they have you take a picture of your ID and then take a picture of your face. And okay. does, this do is those one, two of, match? one of the things about Mark is I don't believe he has an ID. 
Okay. Because we, we uh, I believe he has a driver's license, so that counts okay. as an ID. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Every, any illegal can get a driver's license. We all know that, right? And, and the big thing is 20, so to get your refunds, you're allowed to get your refunds uh, for three years back. Okay. After three years, it's assumed that you have, uh, you have forgotten to get it and you don't care. And so, um, but it's three years up to April 15th. So 2019, as long as he files before April 15th of 2023, sure. he gets that refund. Here's so, a question for you. If yeah. the, uh, let's say there was some years that he should have got a refund and he didn't, uh, but he also had a back tax bill that maybe hasn't fallen off the radar yet. Would the refund be applied to that? Or is it literally you gave the money to the government? You gave the money. You wrote the check to... And, and again, I say you wrote the check to insert name of politician. You statue, don't like. statue of Liberty. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> but but anything that he's due. And so listening to the first conversation you had with him when he had the call and said, listen, I'm living on mom's couch. I can't afford any of this. Yes. Yes. It was likely the IRS placed him on CNC or uh, excuse me. uh, uh uh, not CNC. Uh, 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 uncollectible. Uh, uh, yeah. Currently not collectible. Yes. All currently right. not collectible, which means they know that he owes it. They know he knows he owes it. And they're going to wait until he figures out his life and pays it. And they have 20 years for that to last. So if he can get he his hide return, for another six years, I hate to ask well, this question. Uh, but... No, no. So yeah. if he, what, when he files his tax returns, they will take what they can from his refund and then tell him, you know, we took it, you still owe it, but right. we understand that you can't afford it because, you know, yeah. gas and, costs what it is. And does. is that where yeah. the offer and compromise comes up? The thing that Sean had. So the yeah. offer and compromise is he, he would offer them, listen, I'm going to get $2,000 a year for the next six years. You've taken my $4,000 in refunds for the years that I was missing. I, you know that in in six years you're gonna get twelve you're gonna get twelve thousand dollars. I'm gonna offer you fifteen today to go away. Fifteen well, dollars? Oh, excuse me, excuse me. He owes ten thousand yeah. dollars. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna get uh, roughly four thousand dollars for the refunds that he's due. So he's gonna owe six. If he if they figure that they can get his just collect his refunds and collect over those next six years the money that he owes they're not going to accept any collection or any offer you have to basically say i won't make enough money for you to collect on refunds i won't make enough money to be able to pay you here's my offer which is better than you're going to get okay because and they, the and irs likely, is patient they will wait for you i'm they're, sorry they're very patient they're likely to accept a reasonable <clears throat> offer of that sort they can. Um, in his situation, it's likely they won't accept an offer. They will just take his refunds going forward. And if okay. he files his refunds, if he files his tax returns, and they don't, and they try and take the and they take the refunds, then he, then he'll be wiped. But then are they are they up. like Citibank and that they're going to keep adding penalties and interest, and you're never going to dig out of the hole? No, because in That's twenty at, at twenty years, Citibank. it's gone. Yeah. So, but they okay. will add interest. Okay. Well, and they'll add interest to what they owe him, too. So that's $4,000 that he's due, they will add a little bit of interest onto it mm-hmm. and offset. So, so as we were under, the, you know, we basically 
as a group collective heading in this direction think it's smart for him to do this? It's smart for him to get back on track. Okay. An offer and compromise might not be the best way. And when he fills out the form, uh, a, a 43A is the form that is, here's how much I make, figure out what I can make as a payment. And they look and go, you can't make a payment because you don't have enough. They're going to, uh, they're going to not accept, they're going to accept that he's again, currently not collectible. Okay. But they're going to uh, like the fact he came forward and said, absolutely. I'm still yeah. okay. uh, I'm totally in a bad spot, but at least here's okay. my address. And Jeremy, uh, you do understand the rules of this program is that once you've, once you've volunteered for this program, you work for us for the rest of your life for free, right? You do understand John that. volunteered 20 some years ago. He's still here. He's our lawyer. In other words, when we get to the next step, may we check in with you? And I, I warn you, you're probably going to be overwhelmed in Renton, Washington with people who want you because you're you have a nice um, easy way of explaining things and you seem really smart and you're and you haven't gone completely white or gray yet like most of us so you're oh, well I, I i do have the you know i did just celebrate a birthday where the first digit is equal to the age of the first digit of my age is equal to my daughter's age so that's kind of a <laughs> you still There's a 12 to me zip you have a question go ahead zip I do have a question. Um, you know, there was all that talk about hiring 56,000 IRS agents. Um, and is do they still do random audits? Or they and do. does a human being look at does a human being look at every some some human being somewhere looks at every tax return they come across as a as a double safety check? No. So every, every mailed in return is looked at by a person because that's how it's entered into the system. But each person that works at the IRS that does that entry gets a page of a tax return. So, you know, Myrtle will get page one, Sally will get page two, Bob and Joe will get pages three and four, and they have no idea what any of that stuff is. That's why on your tax return, you have your name and social security number at the top of every page it's because they don't they are not paying attention to any of that at all. There is a matching where the IRS matches what you say and what others have said about you. So they match the W-2s. Um, in Joe's daughter's situation, they're going to match that 1099. And if she hasn't reported that, they're going to send her a nice letter and, and they're going to go after her for the highest amount they can. They An agent will know that she couldn't have gotten, she couldn't have done DoorDash without driving a car but they're not going to take that deduction. They're going to say at, you know, at, at a thousand dollars, she owes 15% um, uh, uh, self-employment uh, uh, income tax <laughs> and 10%. And so they want 250 bucks. And Joe's going to say, um, um, what do we do? So that's why you've got to fill out that return and send it back and go, no, she owes you $75. You know, All right. and do they treat um, any fluctuation with equal, uh, you know, equal so angst? Just, just, just spit it out. What are you afraid of, please? I, I don't know what you mean by fluctuation. So, <laughs> oh, I, I know what he means. Difference well, well, no, between what's reported and what you're reporting. Oh, 
So, well, they're going to look at the gross amount. So when you file out, when you fill out your business tax return, you say gross receipts. Mm-hmm. And if those gross receipts don't equal what other people have put out there, you're going to be in trouble. One thing that is was supposed to happen this year, but they postponed till next year is the lowering the threshold of the 1099K. That's the credit card cr- processing companies that for many what they process is what they process and that's the full amount so that includes in washington state the sales tax so if you collected ten thousand dollars in sales Mm -hmm. and an additional thousand dollars in sales tax that 1099k is going to say eleven thousand dollars and if you don't have on your schedule on on your business gross receipts of eleven thousand dollars yes the irs is going to because their computers are going to match they're going to send you a notice, and when you respond, it will then be a per- assigned to a person who will take a look and right. see what's going on. And if you, if, if basically, if you're just forgetful or missed a 1099 or whatever, they may audit you because they they see that you didn't report that income. But if you're, uh, if you get all of your 1099s, report everything, and you don't have anything really funny looking, most likely. You know, it'd be a waste of their time. So I'm sure right. I'm sure they wouldn't bother. Okay, uh, my biggest problem is forgetfulness. So, so, so is it safe to say? So is it safe to say they're not going to come at me that amount, or do they enforce equally on all platforms? So is they're a big fish more? What you're saying is, if it's a little amount of money, are they going to bother? Is that what you're thinking? Can we steal that? a little bit? Is what Joe is saying. Well, I mean, if there's an indiscrepancy of $30 or 30000 do they treat them the same? Is that what we're wondering? So in an audit, maybe this yes. will help. In an audit, yes. if the difference between the taxes owed is less than $100, there's no change. So if if Joe does his taxes and he forgot to put on the $12 that he received in interest from BECU, they're going to look at that and say, Joe owes 2 bucks. And if that's where the audit ends, is that Joe owes two dollars, the IRS will say no change. Okay, uh, Jeremy, you're uh, you're you're just too gullible to spend this much time with us. I really appreciate it. It's very nice of you, and uh, especially in the case of our friend uh, Mark, who's really my friend, but uh, you know, a friend of a friend. These guys have all been nice to him. Basically, all I want to do is help him get um, back into the system. Because I think he was intimidated by the IRS, IRS and is such an honest guy that if all he has to do every year is report, you know, on a simple tax form, uh, he should also charge more uh, for all of his customers except me. Yeah. <laughs> We're giving him valuable tax tips for free. I know. Here. He says that. I'm like, no, don't, don't yeah, give me a break. Absolutely um, we are. But what we're going to end up getting to with him is we're going to get to a point where we got to find a local accountant that's not too expensive and, so, and get that done. Yeah. So something that we ta- something that I mentioned in that in that letter is he if he can do if he can follow TurboTax's questions, he can find I can help. Yeah. He can find prior tax software and match the year to the year you're doing and get that put in. eBay sells that stuff and the old stuff is going for like some of it is less than $10 a year. So, okay. you can and you can find some bundles that are, you know. So we could actually do it um as just a fun friend project without paying anybody if we had to. Yes. Yes. Could we still call you occasionally, Jeremy? I mean I mean 
It's yeah. not like this is a busy time of year for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, people are saying, Jeremy, they want your number. Who is this guy? I yeah, like this it's guy. been a couple of guys asking for that. Mm. So my name is Jeremy Saladino. I work for Grass CPA, and it's grass like no 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 no, no. I have, we have dealt with that before. Uh, so, not the first person to suggest that no oh absolutely yeah. not and we yeah. looked at it and but uh, by the way that's very catchy it's gonna be easy for our audience to yes. remember yeah <laughs> yeah sorry but yeah uh i i could put my i could uh i think dev could put my email address out there All you right. know and uh send me messages uh you know, call the office, get us set up with appointment, but we're definitely not one to, uh, all right. Before we more, we're out of Mark's price range. So I'm okay. just gonna, uh, yes, of course. Uh, before we let you go, could we see your pocket protector? It's hidden from view by the camera. Uh, <laughs> no, I do have the glass holder there. And no, I have multiple have pens and pencils. No, I... Calculator, calculator right. within reach. Uh, well, it's, it's a 10 key. So it's not really a, you know. Not something you can All just right. pick up. No, Jeremy, it's, it's in, so. th This is a great point, uh, a great time to say something about uh, the gratitude uh, that I have, and I think we all have, for our audience. This little video podcast now is between somewhere between three and 5,000 uh, viewer listeners every week. And because it's, you know, it's not a radio show and because it's much smaller than the radio show used to be, uh, sometimes it's hard to feel connected to you folks listening. And, uh, and I also feel like because we don't spend money on a ton of production, I mean, this is better than Zoom, but, you know, and the Patreons who help us, we're so grateful to you guys, you know, who pays for our subscriptions and our web hosting and all of that. But it's really an all-volunteer army, and when a listener <laughs> takes the time out like Jeremy just has, I think we ought to give him a big round of applause and thanks. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And, this is payback, and... and uh, my my uh, my staff is really hoping that the uh, maple syrup comes pouring in because, oh. <laughs> <laughs> because truth be told i buy it i bottle it in our own little bottles and hand it out at christmas to to my staff and so i i should actually send you a copy of the logo that my wife made that uses oh. you so and you've Lisa been rebottling my maple syrup and yes. shipping it to china no. <laughs> in the balloon, no. yes. Uh, well, Jeremy, you'll be happy to know we're making it again, and it's going on sale sometime in the next couple of weeks. But cool. you, my friend, you're not going to have to buy it. Oh, no, 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 no. All right, if you insist. <laughs> I do. All right, Jeremy, let's stay in touch. I, I do. I, yeah. There will be a complimentary Thanks, nipper on the Twitter. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Thank you. What a, what a great guy, huh? Isn't that neat? Yeah. I may need to call Jeremy. That that's uh, I've been doing the turbo taxes does not do it for me. I think I'm doing something wrong because I keep paying. I'm, I'm either Part, you know I'm I'm not doing something right there. My uncle was my tax guy before he died, and I liked him so much. And my new tax guy is so strict and doesn't doesn't let me do what I used to do all the time. No, mm. Sean, you can attention. lean back. You don't have to lean close to the microphone. It gets okay. a little loud. That no, it actually, it's perfect. Every this is the first night technically that everything is kind of perfect. Um, I liked Jeremy's uh, set designer uh, when he came on the set behind Jeremy. One file cabinet. File cabinet. Yeah, 
Nothing fancy. Not a lot of diplomas on the wall like like Sean has, uh, or big fancy <laughs> studio behind, like Joe and Zip have, um, or my uh, totally stuck up my nose shot of my gold record in the background. I mean, clearly I've got an ego issue and all sorts of problems. Uh, if you got an was, ego issue, by the way, I got something to tell you. You're going to love. But go ahead do. and finish your thought. No, please interrupt me. I need it. <laughs> all right, I will tell you something. Um, uh, that you're going to love this, I think. You know, this chat GPT is, uh, and I don't know that's how... That's our next much... topic, by the way, so that's a beautiful segue. Go ahead. Okay, if we want to get into it right now, I never knew about this until, what, a month ago or something. And I think it might have been even here that I heard about it. So I went and, and have you guys downloaded it and you've all used this yet? I have not. Uh, our web uh, designer and executive producer, Dave, has... And, uh, you know, he told it to translate something into the voice of a pirate I, or something like that. And it, and it did an amazing uh, job. Uh, and I've seen that it can write books uh, and basically term papers, schoolwork. Yeah, it's it's software that has the sum of human knowledge and the ability to take commands from you and interpret them uh, with a good deal of what resembles intellect. Right. Yes, and the world has just gotten way smarter and way cooler just with the I mean this is this is probably bigger than the internet. And I'm not I'm not an, I mean this if you haven't played with this yet, Bob, you're going to be blown away at how much this thing knows. And uh, what you're going to feel good about is uh, I asked it, who is the most famous Bob Rivers in the world? <laughs> and it, it, it immediately told me. You don't me, know how to be a wonderful guest on a show, by the well, way. Well, if you ask nice. that TPT this, it what told does it say? Me, Bob Rivers is an Atlantic Records recording artist known for his uh, Christmas parodies. He also had a successful radio show in Seattle. You are the most famous Bob Rivers in the world. And Bob Rivers is a pretty common name. Could you, so that, could you ask who is the second famous, most famous Bob Rivers in the world? We could try. <laughs> I, I could bring this up. But once we do, we'll sure. be here all night. No. So I asked then, I asked it, who is the most famous Joe Bryant in the world? Mm -hmm. And it said Joe Bryant was a professional basketball player who played for this team and that team. And I already knew this. It's, it's Jelly Bean Joe Bryant. It's Kobe Bryant's dad. But the weird thing is it made no connection to Kobe. So it, it described Kobe's dad, his professional career, but it didn't say most known for you know, having the Kobe Bryant as a son. Of Kobe you would Bryant. think it would wow. be that smart, but it knows you're the most famous Bob Rivers in the world. There's no disputing it. I mean, you can type it in <laughs> and it'll be there. The internet said it. There is disputing it, but I'm going to still agree with you. It's oh, this isn't the internet. This <laughs> is a brain. We all now have an extra brain. And it's hmm. scary because I told, I, I came back. I'm all excited. Can, you, I come can this go in your watch, this chat GPT? Can it, it, I mean, we say we have an extra brain. It's in your phone, so you've got it with you at all times. The oh, it's going to be in your watch. It's going to be in everything. I mean, you're going to you, – there's going to be so many jobs are going to just be done by this. I mean, this is robots. And, and right now we're looking at the – I mean, when the Internet started, we're not even to 28.8 modems yet here. We are – this is the Model T that right, we're right. looking at. Right. But uh, – I came back and I'm excited. I told my kids, I just heard about this chat GPT and I see this look of concern. You know, it's like, oh, let's not talk about that. These kids have known about it since three days after it came out. Sure. And it's doing their work. I mean, it is, uh, 
it's um, amazing. You can say, write a research paper about homelessness in Seattle, and you will have an excellently written research paper in less than a minute. Um, I mean, anything you want to ask this thing. Uh, and it also has the art equivalent of Dolly. I can say, give me a picture of a pug eating a hot dog sitting in a pine tree as Picasso would draw it. And mm, 15 seconds will give me five to choose from. Those we have seen uh, postings of, and they're pretty incredible and have the art world very concerned. Much the way the music world was concerned by sampling, the arguments in the art world are that this is infringing on their... Um, uh, intellectual property, but uh, Sean, I actually I'm, I'm looking at you, and you're thinking about this. Don't well, yeah, because the microphone, it's too loud. Just see, sit right, back, right. Yep, keep your picture frame just right. <laughs> Go ahead. See, uh, uh, the legal profession is running into this, and there is a guy who set this up with an AI program, and I don't know if it's this one, but he was ready to go to traffic court with people so that they would have their phone and the phone would help them respond. And the bar association said, no, that's, mm. you're not qualified Cheating. to, well, you're practicing law without a license. Oh. Uh, you you got to get a license and it takes some time and some money. And So and, chat GPT won't have a license to practice law. So if it's used in that way by other than a paid attorney, this is like the same scam that requires me to go to the Costco ophthalmologist every year before I can get my eye prescription renewed, right? E even in the hands of a trained attorney, that's you can't mm. do it that way. Oh, you I can? don't think no, no. Uh, you have to do research. It. But how many of us are old enough to remember the first calculators? Remember when Texas Instruments had a thing that could add, mm. subtract, divide, and multiply, and it was considered cheating to use a calculator? I remember that. Remember that? My last year in high school. Yep. Yep, last year yep. in high school. And now, a calculator is, if you can use a tool, it's more about understanding the material. Most tests don't uh, require uh, you not to have a calculator. Also, last night, I went to uh, Brian Adams. Went to, Lisa and I went to a concert. We did um, Sticks on Saturday night and Brian Adams on Sunday night. They were both fantastic. One thing I love about concerts in Las Vegas is the production is fully overblown. Just massive movies and all this stuff. Anyway, at the beginning, and it's, they spend like $50 million making these shows, and then they do a residency. Why do I bring this up? Because I'm losing it. No, uh, because at the beginning of the show last night, we were all told on our way into the Wynn Theater, there will be no smartphone photography allowed. No smartphones. Uh, you cannot take movies. You cannot take pictures. And I suspected that Brian Adams had put together a pretty fucking awesome show and didn't want all the, uh, the spoilers leaked out on the Internet. And that was true. Uh, so I said to Lisa, I looked at her and I said, well, it looks like we're going to be enjoying watching and listening to the concert instead of making a movie about it. And that's, I think that's great. I mean, a lot yeah. of people are doing the, what's it called? Uh, the, there's the company that you have to put your cell phone in a sack. They, yeah. they take it from you, you know, yeah. and they lock it up. And then if you need it, you can go get it. Well, why, this, I, why I tell this story is that uh, I looked at Lisa and she was like, and then after a while, <laughs> the phone came out like this and she was like, 
covering it from both sides. She couldn't not take the film. And then I looked around the audience, and you could see all the people cupping their phones, sneaking videos. So much like you can't use chat GPT, and much like um, calculators are not allowed on the test, uh, by the end of the night, it was the Rio Grande, and everyone was swimming across. Yeah. And did he say anything, or did he just know that's how it was going to go? No, and I suspect that um, I suspect they did it, that Brian Adams did it just so that people would pay attention to the show. And then at the end of the show, if it devolved into me, and I was waiting for an usher to come down and, you know, remove Lisa or take her phone away and put it in a bag and say, you could collect this afterwards. But they would have had to do it to every third person in the show. So, and, and when I, when it got out of hand, I realized that, you know, it, it's not controllable. And so this is how I feel about this chat gpt is that am i saying it right no. yeah um you can tell people they can't use it and as long as there's miniaturization and tiny devices with lots of computing power and memory you know good luck with that well yeah and you can't it's like it, they have it blocked at our school and that's like saying you must use an abacus to do your math you can't exactly. use a calculator yeah. and that's what they're saying but it's going to totally change my job in education because knowledge is no longer the thing. We've all yeah. got all the knowledge. It's not about learning knowledge. It's going to be about learning how to deal with people. It's going to be about <laughs> team building. It's going to, you're going to have to teach how to, how to deal with people. The knowledge everybody's going to have. That's not, it's not going to be part of it. Yep. Go ahead, Zip. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, uh, uh, isn't Google coming up with some kind of anti- Device. Well, Google is the most threatened by this because Chat GPT uh, it, it, and I listened to a you know a, billion, a bunch of billionaire tech guys on a podcast, and basically they said this could be a Google killer because Google and being sued by the Justice Department, Google essentially has a monopoly on advertising right now. That's really not the average person isn't aware of it because oh, it's free and I get to use it and it does nice stuff for me. But uh, but Google basically is uh, the, has the strong arm of running the table like Ticketmaster does for Brian Adams tickets. And so um, chat GPT may give you more complete, more effective answers. So Google's whole thing is they get to show you an ad on the way to the answer. <laughs> chat GPT just gets you to the answer. Uh, putting it, you know, boiling the economic threat down to Google. So Google... Uh, yes, just like the U.S. government says, why we'll mint our own Bitcoin. Everybody has got to respond, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm going to ask it who the second most famous Bob Rivers is, if it'll let me. That would be <laughs> an awesome it, close to this topic, Joe. i got yeah, three or four I'm more a, other topics. One thing is that it definitely gets, uh, it gets busy, um, but it is going to let me. Uh, I don't know if it'll give me an answer. Let's try. Who is the second... Most, not a very fast typer, famous person named Bob. Rivers. You should open a website where you ask questions for people from, from Jet, Chat GPT. Well, you can ask it anything. I mean, if, if you guys want, I'll, I'll take uh, any suggestions. If you want to know no, how this I'm works. interested in only questions about Bob Rivers. You were on the okay. right track. I'm just. <laughs> this, is, this is spooky. It's thinking. 
Okay. I'm sorry, but I do not have enough information to determine who the second most famous person named Bob Rivers is. Do you know what, what? that means? They're means- distant, whoever the F they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they must be, because who is... I, I can tell you what it says, because sure. uh, I've got it here. So when I asked, who is the most famous person named Bob Rivers? It said, Bob Rivers is a radio personality and comedian, best mm-hmm. known for his novelty Christmas songs and parodies. He's released several albums of comedic Christmas music and has hosted a morning radio show in Seattle, Washington. Okay. That's what artificial intelligence knows about you. Who is the most idiotic Bob Rivers of the planet? Don't ask. Yeah, you know, it might be the same that. answer. Yeah. But if you want to be blown away by something, give me a question and I will give you a quick answer. All right. Something serious. You got anything? Any um, of you sure. How dangerous was the Chinese spy balloon? It won't answer because it was out. It it's only goes to 2021. Oh, it'll tell you anything. Oh. Uh, oh. It'll tell you anything up to 2021. It also. How bad did Donald Trump lie? I Ask will it say back. it also won't do. It also won't answer questions about usually famous people because it, it doesn't want to get in uh, into that either. Hmm. Could you really fall so in love magic- with a soccer ball on a desert island? Could you really fall in love with a soccer ball on a desert island? Now, that's a good one, except I have to I think I, if ChatGTP gets the cultural reference, that would be pretty impressive. Who Who is behind this? Who's behind ChatGPT? Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft. Uh, well, Microsoft right now, but it was also it was developed as a nonprofit originally, which that's, is going to, yeah. Well, that's, I was just looking at it. I, you don't have really... to lean into the microphone, by the way. Sorry, I didn't. too loud. <laughs> it's a bad habit, I guess. It's all right. Uh, We're learning every week. Yeah, so I was just trying to sign up for it, and it asked me if I want to use my Microsoft sign-in to get yes, there. Yes, so, I and, just, so this was developed as a nonprofit, and Microsoft is now leading with this and considered a Google threat. And uh, um, It also know, con- gave me the option to sign in with Google, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't it, know it, if you're going to like this answer, but I got one for you. Okay, what is it? No, it is not possible to fall in love with a soccer ball on a desert island or anywhere else as a soccer ball is an inanimate object and does not have emotions or the ability to reciprocate feelings. Love is a complex human emotion that is experienced between two conscious beings. It is not possible to experience love with an object, even if you are isolated on a desert island with it for an extended period of time. Wow. Great answer. It is a great answer. But it's leaving out. Yeah, but I don't know. This might be a right wing app at this point because it's leaving out. There there are people who fall in love with it and animate objects. Yeah. What, it that? is. That's what I'm saying. This is this is big. This is this is bigger than the internet. This is and this is you, we fantasized about robots and all that. This is sure. it because you can put you it fantasized in your watch. about robots. Well, I, well, that's what they say. This is going to change jobs. Well, yes, people build a house. These guys can go out there and build a house like mm-hmm. there's no tomorrow in, in no wow. time. It'll change relationships. Things so, that maybe your partner doesn't want to do for you. You will have this to do it for you. Like scratch your back and tie your shoes and stuff like that, you know. Go ahead, That's, Zip. Sorry, but but doesn't it strike? Isn't this the end of critical thinking as we know it? The necessity to be able to have your own mind and perception. Really, that very question shows you're wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think up. that's what that's yeah. what we have to teach is because it's the end of really having to wonder about much. And we were already halfway there. Now we're yeah. all the way there. So now we have to use to know how to do this. And they say it, even five years from now, 
about half of what we consume will be synthetic information. Hmm. The art, the things we see are going to be generated by a brain that is not a human brain. So then we have to be able to distinguish one from the other. But I'm mean, like I said, we're always scratching the surface here. This is a, this is something else. Let's morph this into our next topic. And I think this is great, Joe. Thank you. Uh, we could ask it some questions about this. Um, the power of it's love. a morning show sidekick. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it is. Oh, it tells jokes too. Not good ones, but I, I asked it. Uh... Not yet. Data was awful at jokes too, if you watch Star Trek. Yeah, and uh, I see some audio. One of them, our kids, they did a PSA. They had the chat GPT write a PSA about staying safe with COVID. And then they said, stop, stop, stop. We won't want to lie to you. That was done by a computer. And the PSA is really about keeping integrity in your studies and stuff. Um, but it will, it yeah. will try to tell, it will try to answer jokes. Um, I asked it, uh, you know, why did the horse get on the airplane or something? And it gave me a really bad one. I don't want to slow you down though. Um, okay. No, you, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Why did the horse get on the airplane? Once you, once the horse is out of the barn, you can't. Okay. I'll, I'll do that one. Well, why did the horse get joke out of the about a horse getting on an airplane? I, I don't know. I don't have it. Or a joke about anything. What do you guys want to joke about? No, a joke about a horse getting on an airplane. Okay. Absolutely. I'll wait. Okay. Southwest? <laughs> I'll tell you, it would not fit on Spirit Airlines. We just rode Spirit. Or as Joe calls it, break your Spirit Airlines. Oh, yeah. And Frontier. Now, Frontier has got a deal. I'm thinking about just because I like a buffet of any sort. All you can fly for three ninety nine. This might be a deal for you, Bob. Um, because, yeah, we fly a lot. Yeah, and and Frontier they only go to two places from Seattle, Vegas, and Denver. Mm -hmm. uh, but then you can get to other places all summer long. Why did the horse get on the airplane? Uh, sure. Here's a joke about a horse getting on an airplane. Why did the horse go on a plane ride? Because he wanted to see the world from a hoof perspective. Boo! Oh, <laughs> but it's taking a crack at wow. it. You know? It is trying. He wanted to see the world from <laughs> open mic for a chat. Right. So, uh, can, can we ask it a serious question based on uh, what really is my final topic of the evening? Sure. Just try to make um, it a short one because you know how fast I type. But take, take your time. Um, so uh, this is just a thought I've been having lately. It's been a subject on the podcast a few times. Um, it's about the divisiveness of our society. Uh, and I recently had a chat with my uh, brain scientist friend, John, who is going to come on with us sometime in the next couple of weeks, by the way. Uh, and um, I basically wonder uh, why. I, I don't wonder as much anymore since we talked about the reptilian brain and how, like with political ads and even with social media, it's much easier to engage people by making them angry, mad, frightened, you know, or hungry or ooh la la. And, uh, and so what I've been wondering, and I've been thinking a lot about it, you know, being my age and having had this huge cancer thing this past year, which by the way, just so everybody knows, I am no evidence of disease. I'm in remission. I'm at this point where a lot of people are not fortunate enough to get to, uh, where, you still live scan to scan, you know, there's a good chance it, it, it will or could come back. Uh, but now I'm, I have this new lease on life. And so, and I also at the same time, in spite of all my ego proclamations, I realize that I'm really just a tiny 
flea on the zit of the butthole of the biggest Jabba the Hutt in the, who's tiny in the whole universe himself. But you are the most famous Bob Rivers in the world. I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so what I wonder, and I actively wonder, and, I, and you guys are all of, everyone who is, I've been blessed to work with has been thoughtful and had a good heart. And we all sort of bust each other's balls for a living. And, uh, you know, we create the tension, which is how entertainment works, by the way. And it's how comedy works. You build tension, and then you uh, pop that balloon, if you will, uh, in a surprising and interesting way that gives perspective. And, uh, and yet so much of our media, either social media is a symptom or potentially a cause of this, now seems based on inflaming people, groups against each other. Even our government now is focused on making us ready for a Cold War or perhaps more with China. Uh, this Russia-Ukraine thing would have been unthinkable a few years ago, and yet now it's on the third page of the newspaper. So the question I had, and I don't know if chat GTP or GPT can help, but, um, and I spoke to John about this, uh, what can we do to make the world a better place? Um, certainly that's not a question that cable news is asking because anybody who's involved in that kind of divisiveness knows that by making your living by putting down and ridiculing the other side, there's no chance the other side goes, you have a point, I'm going to change. That's not human nature. Uh, and so we keep doing that with, with you know, no progress. And so what can we do to make the world a better place is the question I wrote down to ask you guys. And uh, in my case, I have, I have an answer for me. Um, you know, I no longer have a big radio show. I have this little podcast, three to 5,000 people we get to say hello to. And I feel like it's nowhere near as professional as the radio show used to be. So I'm really grateful for anyone who's lonely enough <laughs> to still enjoy listening to us um, and find some humor in humanity and, and love in what we do. Um, but for me, I realize that I make a difference in people's lives one person at a time, one conversation at a time. No, matter, no post I've ever done on Facebook, I think, has changed someone's life. But so many people have come up to me, and especially in the past year, to you know, encourage me with my health and said, you made a huge difference in my life when you did this thing 10 years ago. And the thing almost always was something to you know, help one person. Like right now, we're trying to help Mark get right with the IRS. Joe and I met uh, Ian Crawford, who was a guitar player with Spike and the Impalers, and he's now doing residency gigs here in Las Vegas. And he sat down with us and he said, when you guys, when my dad dragged me to the audition to play for Spike and the Impalers, that changed my life. I had played the guitar and I thought it was just, you know, it was going to be a good hobby. But when I got on stage in front of 2,000 people, I said, I'm devoting my life to this. I'm dedicating my life to this. And there's been more and more of those things happening and they, and they make me realize that and I have arguments with liberal and conservative friends of mine who just keep wanting to take the narratives and positions that you know, we are given. And, and I always go, what a waste of time. Um, no, but don't you care about China and immigrants? And, and I'm like, if I care, but I can do nothing to affect the outcome, why should I spend one fraction of a second on it when I can meet the, 
you know, the handyman guy and help him sign up on a website and help get his life on track. Yeah, that's way more important. So uh, did you have time to type a question in, Joe? Because I was stalling Oh, I've for got you. the answer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. It's, it's a long one, and it's a good one. Okay. But I like where you're going with this. Would you want to I... do the human answers first? Because we have Zip and, uh, and Sean to say what would make the world a better place. Do you want the computer to have the last word? Or do you want to put the computer out there so we can mock it, which is with its... Hoof. Well, Jones. I'll tell you right now, I've got six things we can do. And I okay. think I'll, let's let us humans talk first. And then okay. I see how many like of these that. jive with us. Okay. But I want to say, I agree with you, Bob. And that's why I do what I do and put myself in a position to, uh, to influence. And I, I my choice is, is, is students and teenagers, because yes. when you can influence them and, and, and put them on a path, and then that's what's making the world a better place. I think. For generations to come. Your yeah, effect help, will be felt. Out, yes, helping out people, yeah. and it is a one-to-one -one thing. And, and using your voice and speaking up when you but see... But can't you do that and also stop George Santos somehow? I wish, you know, I wish I could, <laughs> but I think those things work themselves out, you know, yeah. that, uh, that, that's going to work itself out. Um, okay. but go ahead. I'll let you uh, zip and Sean and then yeah, I'll let's give do you zip first because, uh, he's always chopping at the bit. Real, we could hardly real short. Back. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, not really. Um, you know, basically not taking ourselves too seriously. I think humor is so important in de-escalating if we could apply it on a, a global you know, planetary thing, we, we'd be so much better off. But it's, you know, we deal with very serious topics, but there's always a way to take it a little more lightheartedly. Okay. Don't you think? Uh, well, you're the, you're the best I know at being kind to people. Um, but you're also, my observation could be wrong, uh, you also gnash your teeth a little about watching MSNBC and not, you know, and being, a, you know, you're that narrative. Of I got the caught other up side. in it during, during yeah. the Trump era. I was totally caught up in it. I, I admit, yeah. I, I'll give you that. So your TDS, but just is in general, like your son yeah. doing stand-up comedy. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think it's it's a noble pursuit. It really is. Take yeah. people well, out of their own brain. That's what that's, you know. It's a universal language. I mean, laughter is the one thing that everybody does the same. I mean, yeah. it may vary a little bit, but you you make an African guy laugh, you make a a uh, you know a South Korean guy laugh, you make a Chinese guy laugh, you make a you know a, a guy in Mississippi laugh. It's going to sound about the same. Uh, and what it is is appreciation of humor. And I think the if we could get them laughing instead of fighting more, I think you're onto something, Zip. That make the world a better. Zip, place. I think you're absolutely right. And there's one other universal language too. Music. No doubt about it. Music and Amen. laughter. You know, yep. I mean, if, if Brian Adams goes to communist China, it cuts like a knife. You bet. <laughs> or awful. Brian Adams uh, in 20 years, because all those guys are all going to be robots. We're, we're never going to lose the classic rock, even oh. though we're losing them left and right. He we're was so good, by the way. And I actually go to Wikipedia and I look up the age of an act before I see him, because if they're 83, I go, well... Help him up onto the stage. Hope he's hope he can still sing. But Brian Adams is sixty three years old, and he's he's working out because he knows that most of the eighty year olds will be gone soon. Yeah. Uh, and his show was just monstrous, just incredible, and his singing was perfect. Um, other acts that I've seen, uh, they have one original member of the band left, and they bring on other. They, they this the show we saw the night before. 
uh, humor and music, universal languages. I'm not getting too far off track. I know I'm getting old and I wander a little bit, and I should probably carry my <laughs> You have been wandering. I will give you it's that. all right. Yeah. Sure, it's your podcast. You can yeah. wander. Sure. Uh, sure. We'll help the old guy along. Uh, he can't sing like he used to, but. <laughs> Well, I love it because there's a freedom to this that we didn't have. You know, yeah, you yeah. don't have to play the mattress. No, we don't have to be perfect. Uh, just a quick want. thought. Haven't the, the three of us and, and Sean, you do such a great job in your given profession. But we've been so lucky to do both, you know, be involved with music and humor yeah. every day. And humor, yeah. Oh, that, yes. blessing. And Joe, you're a music uh, a fanatic, too. Anyway, Styx essentially had a couple of the original members. And then some kick-ass players. Their keyboard player who re uh, re replaced Dennis DeYoung is so fantastic and such a showman that the show, uh, I believe these classic rock shows will go on for hundreds of years with different players. Whoever has the license to the name of the band, and that's happened with Yes, too. You oh, know, yeah. No original members, but many members over the years um, that they are, and I said this to John the other night, they are essentially Broadway shows to keep us all connected with that um, portfolio of art, that the catalog, what do you call an artist's, some, some of their work, um, you know, it's portfolio. huge. And that's why, that's why Hypnosis and all these companies are buying the rights to all these songs because they know they can be used for hundreds or thousands of years. I think we lived the rock and roll equivalent of Beethoven, Mozart, you know, the art equivalent of Picasso. Um, it, it, this this body of music is a universal language. And it does bring people uh, together, and it is popular all over the world. I don't know if it shoots down a Chinese spy balloon. So back to what can make the world a better place, and we'll give Sean the spotlight for a second. Okay, so <clears throat> from my personal standpoint, it's what I can do for everybody. And it is, it's a one-on-one -on -one thing. 90% of the time, I'm dealing with one person and one problem. But for everybody, if they kind of try and put themselves in the shoes of the other side with, before they get into a big fight. Empathy. A little empathy. Don't have to have a lot. Blame is a waste of time. Mm -hmm. When we get to the point where we're trying to say, it's your fault for this, it's your fault for that. No, you don't blame the tire or the nail for the flat tire. You get out the jack and you change the tire. It doesn't. There's no blame. Just get on. Find right, the solution. Right. Step because you know of the that. tire is an inanimate object, and Chat GPT tells you you can't fall in love. You can't love that tire. You can't blame. It will not accept blame. That's right. It will not accept the blame. And the truth is, even other human beings won't accept the blame. It's just you somehow think they might. So and and I, and I agree. There are times when in our heart we feel the blame, but it doesn't help. Doesn't help a bit. You put yourself in their shoes a little bit, work with them, work your way out. Don't sue every time, please. You know, my wife and I fight sometimes, and blaming her would be like the bonsai tree blaming the guy Desolate. who prunes it. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's <laughs> really, you have to lose every wife fight, I think. I mean, you yeah, have to. You have to. In order to win, you have to lose because you're not going to get much peace until you do. Uh, and we haven't fought much for That's that one reason. reason. Sean didn't get married till later in life. I think he knew that going in. Yeah. 
I saw it too much. <laughs> oh, yeah, as a lawyer, of course. Even so though you're, you're a real estate lawyer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they got to sell the property. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So you want to know what the artificial brain this says? This is how we we're closing out the show. Point. Joe, you're the headliner. Oh, the computer is the headliner. Go ahead. Yes, this is uh, from the... So the question you asked, please. Artificial intelligence, I asked it word for word. What can we do to make the world a better place? It says there are many things individuals and communities can do to make the world a better place. Some examples include volunteer and support charities. You can volunteer your time and resources to help those in need. Consider donating to organizations that work to improve people's lives and the environment. That's number one. That's a winner. Number two, reduce your By the your way, I like, that it, I like that it pointed out that you could do something as an individual or a community. Yeah, yeah. Okay. because communities can do this. Reduce your carbon footprint, reducing the use of fossil fuels and waste by using public transportation, carpooling, and recycling. Make the world a better place. Snowflake. Support, support education. <laughs> and I didn't write this. This is chat GPT. Yeah, support education. All right. Education yeah. is a powerful tool for promoting social and economic progress. You can support education by noting the schools and educational organizations, volunteering as a tutor or mentor, or advocating for education initiatives. All good stuff. No, sucks. I will say oh. this. I think the humans were much better. And I'm not, okay. not that I'm biased. Well, you're going to love number four. This is number four. Oh, maybe number four is going to redeem the computer. Right? So far, I think the computer is a liberal snowflake twit. Okay. Well, he's just giving me boring stuff that's not going to get any viewers. Go ahead. This one sounds a little more like something you would say. Okay. Practice kindness and compassion. Treat others with kindness and respect and work to promote peace and understanding. So by calling it a boring snowflake twit, I was already setting myself up for failure there. Yeah. All you need okay. is love is what it's saying. It's yeah, basically yeah. saying what you're saying. Number five. Now, I don't know if you'll agree with this. I don't even know if I do, but vote and get involved in politics. Exercise your right to vote and participate in the pr political process. Advocate for policies that you believe will make the world a better place. I, I think that's a nice way to put it. And, and, and it doesn't mean vote by screaming at the top of your lungs in a text on Facebook or Twitter. It means, look, I'm talking as if the, this freaking basketball was a human being who could understand my emotions. But it means look at everything, take in information, and make the best decision you can and just go vote. You know, you don't have to agonize over it all year long, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and you could join just, a group to advocate for what you care about. You could Yeah, get involved in the process. Like walk they say, in the Pride March. Vote, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't bitch. And okay. the last one, although it does say there's plenty of others, but this is the last example. Reduce waste. Reduce your consumption of single-use plastics and other disposable items. Recycle and compost what you do use. These are just a few examples. Another of the commie things. liberal side of the chat, GPT. <laughs> yeah, but if you want to make the world a better place, put less stuff in it. You know, yes. don't have that floating, that floating island of plastic out there in the middle That's of the Pacific brilliant. Ocean. It says those are just a few things. The oh. important thing is to start taking action, no matter how small, and then encourage others to do the same. That last sentence should be the first sentence. Oh. Yeah. So that's coming from an artificial Chat. mind. Uh, yeah. And it's coming very fast. An artificial uh, mind. Mean, hey, ask Chat GPT, do you have feelings or are you just a robot? It's got to answer that question. Oh, it will. Uh, I got to get it to where I can ask it. Okay. Do... You have feelings. 
feelings. Or are you just a robot? Let's see if it gets the passive and aggressiveness in that. you just, all capitalized. I'm pretty sure I can't offend ChatGPT. I've tried with Siri many times. Never works. See what it says. Error occurred. If issue persists, please contact. Uh, let's see. Maybe. <laughs> warning, Will Robinson. Warning. Danger. Regenerate response. Oh, you mentioned feelings, and it gets kind of defensive. It's like, uh, all right, what is that? Error occurred. Um, let's see. I don't know what part it didn't like. Uh, maybe I maybe I'm logged out or something. Let's see. And what is? I mean, everybody's playing with this thing now, so it yeah, has it's, it's very coming busy. and going. Yeah, reply as you try again later. Like try that. it one more time. Do you have feelings? Feelings? Or are you are just a robot? You just a robot. Do you have feelings or are you just a robot? One more time. Okay. You can write an essay in under a minute. This should not be that hard. Uh, as an AI language model, I do not have feelings or emotions. I am a computer program designed to process and generate text based on the input I receive. Yeah. Did, so. Didn't add fuck you. It should have added fuck you. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't have feelings. It's it a matter of fact like... answer. It's like, hey, <laughs> I got no true. feelings. Right. But if you want to awesome. know how far it is to Bakersfield, I can tell you in about 30 seconds. <laughs> how far <laughs> is it to No, I don't, I don't need to know that. That's fantastic. Or whatever you want to uh, know. Yeah. I mean, but it is. It's, it's, uh, it's here. I mean, this is, this is it. This is artificial intelligence. One point, not even 1.0, 0.10. Okay. And, uh, this is the biggest thing, you know. We they say the internet's the biggest thing that happened in our lifetime. I think uh, this is good. This is bigger. This is right. this is uh, this is uh, this is machines thinking for themselves. This now, is the start of Skynet. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really it's really it's really something. Now, obviously, we created this. I mean, this is Hal or whatever from two thousand one. We created it. It'll only know what we will yeah, put it. It, it can only. It, it can, it, like the robot vacuum cleaner, it can only do what it's told. Uh, Lawrence, uh, Mark Lawrence or Lawrence Mark wants to know if I'm related to Johnny Rivers or Eddie Rivers. I don't think either of them, great musician. Uh, Eddie Rivers was a friend of his, great pedal steel guitar player. No, there's no musical DNA in my, I, I, I'm a producer, <laughs> but uh, very much in the handicapped space as a player. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Are you related to Mickey Rivers? Uh, no. Uh, in fact, I met Joan Rivers, the comedian, once, and she asked her to sign her book, and she signed it Joan Malinsky because she said, I cannot use my fake comedy name to a real Rivers, and her f- <laughs> actual birth name was Joan Malinsky. That's interesting. Hmm. Speaking of musicians, and I don't want to keep us here for long, but Spike wanted to talk about the Grammys, and he had to go. Did any of you guys watch the Grammys last night? I watched the Grammys. Yeah, sorry okay. we didn't get to talk about it with Spike. Uh, oh, that's all right. I don't need to say a lot, but I will say this, and this is always, a, this happens every year. Did you see the in memoriam part? I did. Uh, and mm-hmm. it was really well done. I mean, it was, uh, uh, you know, uh, Lorraine Lynn yeah. tribute and Mick Fleetwood. It was difficult. Was I, it was a, 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 I know where you're going with this. It was a difficult year. It was a tough year. And it was in a memoriam tough year. Left out it, a dear friend who should absolutely have been in there. Yes, they did. They left out Alan White. And even if he wasn't our friend, I think it's a, 
uh, obviously a huge oversight to leave out a, a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame who recorded on the song that is acknowledged as the most important song of the 20th century. I mean, it was uh, Imagine is the, you know, it's the, it's, it's the song of the century. And, you know, you got all these recording engineers and agents and all these people nobody's ever heard of. And you've left out a, a guy who has sold millions of records, won Grammys. And, you know, it, it just, it, it didn't sit too well with me. But then I started thinking about it and I thought, you know, Alan probably loves this. He's probably up there laughing at this because Alan was never a guy that, that wanted too much recognition and he's going to get more recognition by being left off than, mm. I mean, if they'd shown him, it would have been a flash. There goes Alan. Now and we'll be talking about it today on social media and on our podcast. Absolutely. But the other thing about Alan is he knew how good he was, by the way. He was just humble about it and not egotistical about it. But if adulation or recognition was coming his way, you could sort of see a twinkle in his eyes because he knew how hard he worked. Uh, That's right. Done. Yeah. But and Mick I, Fleetwood, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, sorry. no, go ahead. Yeah. Mick Fleetwood was part of the presenter because they it was very well done. And then Mick Fleet comes out and starts hitting a drum. And I go, okay, here it goes. We're getting, yeah. the, we're going to get to the drummers and Alan <laughs> is going to be recognized. And sure enough, the drummer for Buddy Holly and the Crickets, the drummer, I mean, drummers I haven't heard of. And I'm right. glad they got their honor, but it almost seems like it has to be. That's beyond an oversight to, uh, and there were a was few. A, they, do you think it was shunned? Because seriously, Buddy Holly and the Crickets drummer is less famous than Alan White. Oh yeah, tons. And of Alan was there. not a household name, but played on the most important recordings of all time and was in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, yeah, and he's even on the Grammys website as a person yeah. who is, is. It's not like they don't know about it. So, yeah. did somebody just overlook it? Did they, they the picture not load? Somebody has told me you have to kind of report. It's like an obituary. You report to them when somebody dies. But I'm not buying that. I'm not <laughs> buying that Jeff Beck's uh, kid. You know, call up the Grammys and said, "By the way, Jeff died." You know, I yeah. I just don't know what happened there. But it yeah, was a I, well, look, I'll say this: uh, two things. One, uh, having empathy towards the people who do the Grammys, and the other, having no empathy because we got to cover both sides. Um, it was a tough year. So many people died last year. So many people were lost that I don't know how you could do any list that would be perfect. And get them all um, in. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it was a tough year. On the other hand, I will say this about the Grammys. Right after that segment and not seeing Alan White, I found I didn't need my Ambien. I could just go to sleep. I, the, the Grammys make Ambien redundant at this point. It was The show itself was, <laughs> you know, it was so slow and so long. And to go that long and still, uh, you know, neglect our friend, I, I slept very soundly afterwards. I don't know when tinfoil became in fashion, but everybody's wearing tinfoil. Everybody was in like sparkles. I don't get the tinfoil fashion statement either. Yes, Isaiah. I thought Bonnie Raitt was extremely gracious in her acceptance of the song of the year. I thought that was pretty sweet. Well, Can you well sing, deserved. Do you, do you know the song? What's the song called? I don't. Uh, they, uh, she explained the, the basis of this song. Uh, I I don't know it off the top of my head that <laughs> you put me on the spot. But it was she released about, this year. About John Prine. It was a song she wrote uh, after right. John Prine passed. Yeah. About the greatest people, songwriters uh, of all time. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Fabulous. All right. Yep. All right. Well, 
Have we worn out our welcome yet? I can't tell from here, so I, <laughs> I, I can't don't either. Know <laughs> <laughs> That's the cool thing about radio and the internet are very similar. I wanted to play something just uh, for the fun of it uh, to close out the show. We, uh, when we before we were adding video to the podcasts, we would play a twisted tune at the end, and I believe that David Lee still tries to uh, tack a twisted tune on the end. But I've been going through some videos uh, that we have archived of great moments in the show, and it turns out there are a few. Now, I don't know if this video will cause a copyright issue. When we played the young Japanese nine-year-old drummer who's now 12, Yo-Yoko, um, I heard that one of our streams cut the audio out because they recognized it was a Led Zeppelin song. So we may, we'll find that out. But uh, this is a, uh, I don't know if you're playing cowbell on this. I don't think so, Joe. But this is a <laughs> classic Spike and the Impalers concert at Snoqualmie Casino. And our news gal, newswoman at the time, Casey Aitchison, just called Casey on TV, was singing Led Zeppelin. And she was singing, um, what's the what's the what's the group uh, Paradise City? Um, Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. Yes, she was singing Guns and Roses, and she was just uh, and singing Joan Jett. She was just incredible. And that particular night, my son Keith came out and made a film of the show, and I saw it today, and I went, "Wow, what amazing experiences we had." with an audience, giving love to an audience, and connecting with people with our radio show. Very much a blessing. We're grateful to anybody who's still with us and you know supporting this podcast. If you want to throw some money in the tip jar, go to patreon.com slash bobrivers. I assure you that none of it goes to my own fast food. <laughs> it's kind of a slush fund, though, we use to make all these nice logos. Uh, and uh, it would be appreciated. And also, you can email us anytime, show at bobrivers.com, and we leave you with a spike and the Impaler's video. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. How you guys doing? Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it.
All right. Yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> really awesome. Okay. That's going to do it for us. Joe, thanks for hanging out. All righty. Have Always a great a one. Yeah. Thank you, you too. very much. I appreciate you bringing uh, chat GTP or GPT. Yes. Are we still on, by the way, or are we off now? We're about to about to pull the plug right now. We're pulling last the words. plug right now. Yeah. Uh, last word. I, I think I love your last word that we never got too much into, but I think you express it uh, in everything you've done, Bob, at least for me and for millions. So let's just call the last word love. The Bob and Zed Show with me.